because like you said, we all are. We all are. Whether we feel like we believe life is improv or not, it is us doing it every single day. And if you just embrace that mindset, you're empowered. It creates power because you start feeling in control of things that aren't in your control because you're controlling what the next step is. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 131 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. Hi. Hey, hey. My goodness. I'm so happy to be back here with you. It is Wednesday. You know what that means. It's our day, okay? It's our day together. It's our day to check ourselves. It is our day to learn something new together. It is our day to sort of be together. I, you know, never take one second of being in your earbuds for granted. Uh, It is such a a sacred thing for me. And I got to say, we have so much fun thinking through the content for this podcast and what we're going to do every week. And I've got to say, I'm not alone today. You might hear some rumblings back there. That is Amanda Zayner. Amanda's in the house. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Hello, everyone. So happy to be back. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you're here. And uh, the word on the street, the word on the street is uh, that you're going to turn the tables on me today. And we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to, you, did you go out to the community and like say, hey, yo, do we want to ask Judy some questions on the show? I think I can do it. And you just sort of got some, some questions on, on, in our group. Talk to me about how this whole thing came to life. I did. I just felt like it was time that you were put in the hot seat. I don't even think that we have had a hot seat for you since the name of the podcast changed to Yes And, which is kind of fun. So I went out to the community and I'm like, hey, let's turn the tables on Judy. Do you all have any questions? And I always find it funny. So many of the same questions show up time and time again. But interestingly, they're remixed because now we have, you know, new people come into the community and there's different yeah. kinds of curiosity. And then there's the, then there's those that have been around for a while, the OGs, and they're evolving. And so their questions become about evolution, which is cool. Mm, I love that. I love evolution. I love uh, watching the evolution of human beings inside our community. And aren't we all in evolution, right? Like that's the name of the game. That's like the whole point of this, this thing called like living, you know? And, uh, I love that. It's like the hot seat with holler. Like we're, 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 I'm in the hot (laughs) seat. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm pretty excited about it. So you are the consummate professional. And that is something that I respect so much about you. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit, because I think we have a few questions that are going to roll down that kind of path of, of professionalism, because there's some, just like we always say, people have the idea of improv wrong, that it's just this rando funny, like it's not true. There's a lot that goes in to how people function. So anyway, let's, let's start with the obvious though. Um, I I love it. I love it. In your, in your new, in your new backyard with all the pretty green outside and the palm trees. So you just moved across the country. Um, how, how has that been? And What would you say the most unexpected thing has been, good or bad? Ooh. Okay, well, um, yay. A a move across the country is not for the faint of heart. Moving is hard in general, but moving across the country, a lot of moving parts. Uh, Moving across the country, um, you know, with two dogs and uh, 
a level 10 travel speaking career. Uh, it, I'm so glad it's done. I'm so glad it's done. I'm, I, it's like, I'm, I think back to the move and I'm like, how did, like, I still kind of don't even know how we did it all. Um, obviously we hired a, a moving company that, you know, put all of our stuff in a semi and drove across the country and we met them there actually on my birthday. But, um, you know, Scott had to do half the trip by himself because I was executing an event in San Diego. I met him in Oklahoma and then we did the second half of the trip together. So I got like, um, from Oklahoma to the desert on the road, which is really cool. Um, but you know, it, it's a blur and it was awesome. And it was like, I think I wished it was going to be this, you know, the move across the country, you do that probably once in your life, if you ever even do it. And I'm like, you know, I had all these, you know, dreams about like, oh, this move is going to be, guys, I'm going to turn it into an adventure and we're going to try little towns and we're going to do this and we're going to take our time. Uh-uh. Like, I, no, it was fast and it was furious. And by the time it was the last, like the last half hour of the trip was probably the most painful because I just could not get out of that car fast enough. And we were so, you know, Sean was graduating and things are happening and I'm on the road and I, we had to get there and it wasn't an adventure. So, you know, sure. Was it a bummer that I couldn't have turned it into like a cool, like take a camper and slow your roll and drive across the country and make it all cool and sexy. And like, you know, uh, Zen, it, it was really like functional and we deployed against a plan and used all of our resources to make it happen during yeah, the quickly, small yeah, window we had, <laughs> right? Like a bitch had to get to Arizona. So I did. Um, it all sounds fun until the fourth day getting in the car and you're like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is not it. We're done. I would We're say done. on day two for me. Bye. To answer the second part of your question, um, the move was awesome, high stress, high stakes, um, but also um, we were there to execute against a plan. The the unexpected um, bad stuff for me um, has kind of been two things, um, unexpected bad. So, uh, I feel a lot like I'm on vacation. Um, and so... <laughs> Cause it hasn't like hit me. I'm like, Oh, we're in an Airbnb for the summer. Right. Like whatever. And, or wherever I just sort of have vacation brain. Uh, and I've been treating it that way a little bit. I was certainly overindulging, right? Too much drink, too much eat. You know what I mean? Like just no groceries in the house, just kind of, you know, making some bad choices because my, my life and my schedule, uh, was in flux, but also trying to give myself grace so I can freaking like enjoy it. You know what I mean? Cause it's fun to go out. There's all new restaurants and new places and new things and new cuisines and new people. So you just want to go play, but you also have to remember like, Oh shit. Like, I am not on vacation. Like, I, this is my life. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of like something I didn't expect um, would last a little longer than it did. And I think the second thing, and I don't even know if I've told you this, we've maybe talked about this a little bit. Uh, from an Arizona perspective, um, I did not expect that I would be scared. And I do it. Not like scared to the where I I will not do it. Um, but I just prepare differently. I'm scared of walks, taking walks a little bit now because... I swear we, my husband does it every day, sometimes twice a day, and I will join him a couple times a week, but 100%, you know, snakes are the real deal. Javelinas, <laughs> we live, 
We live on the foothills of the McDowell Mountains, okay? So right across from me is protected Indian Preserve and like no homes, like mountains. Javelinas. I don't know if you've heard of javelinas, but they are pigs that get very angry, especially when they're babies around and they will chase the shit out of you. And there's nothing you can do but run. And they are seen and spotted all through our neighborhood, okay? So I haven't seen one yet, but I'm bound to. We're at lunch yesterday. My husband is literally walking me through what to do. He goes, all right, so if you see a javelina, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting like trauma training on like what to do when I'm with the He's like, do uh, not let the dogs many, loose. What you, are they called? Uh, a hava, javeli, javelina. Javelina drills. You're doing, you're running javelina what? drills. Like you do tornado drills in the Midwest. <laughs> what the fuck? Running from yeah. wild pigs. What the fuck? Like wild pigs. Okay. And then the oh, last one so is straight funny. up mountain lions. Like Scott's on a walk the other day in a straight up mountain lion. Like this little, is it a mountain lion or is it, um, oh, am I going to say it wrong? He took a picture of it. It's like Hold a bobcat. On, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a bobcat. It's not a mountain lion. Because I was lion. with you when he sent the picture, yes. I think. Yes. yes. Cause if it's a mountain lion, you're like, that's a different story. Hopefully I will not see a mountain lion. I think you've got to be deep up in the mountains, right? To see a mountain lion. And at that point you would need an actual rifle or something to defend yourself because a mountain lion is going to take you down. This was like a bobcat. Yeah. And they hang out in our neighborhood and Scott sees them almost on every walk. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, they're not going to get you, but you know, just you're going to want to get on the other side of the street. So I guess I didn't expect that I would have to be like, literally need some sort of like, I do need to understand like cactuses called jumping chulas. You get too close to them. They literally jump out at you and sting you like a freaking stingray. And their little cactus spikes go into your legs because they pick up sweats. You can't get too close to like jumping chulas. So girl, from the snakes to the javelinas, to the freaking bobcats, to the jumping chulas, I get a little scared of just taking a nice casual walk with a podcast. Like you have to be on your shit out here and specifically where we live. It's not like we're in some gated community, right? Like this is like, we're on the foothills of the McDowell mountain. Like it's beautiful. It's dark sky community. And because of where we live, you, it's so quiet and so dark. You feel like you could touch the moon, but it's also like, like high nature, like animals. And I guess that scares me. And I wasn't prepared for that. I think that's pretty but understandable. Have, Maybe you'll get used to it. I've had some goose. Stop feeling like you're on vacation. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So maybe we'll maybe know I that do. you're no longer in vacation mode when you're like, yeah, taking a walk like an Arizonian. Yeah. Like a true Arizona. And they're all over the place. They're doing it. I mean, there's retirees freaking everywhere. People decades older than me and they're out like straight killing it. So I'm, I've just got to get over this fear. It's new. Um, but in the Midwest, you never have to deal with that. By the way, quick <laughs> sidebar, we made, I was craving hot dogs. I just felt the need for a hot dog yesterday. It was 4th of July or whatever. I'm like, I'm doing a hot dog. So I got corn and all this stuff. Here's another thing. Uh, the corn out here is not Midwest corn. Like <laughs> It's literally, it was all jacked up. Like it was not, Scott's like, oh no, like corn out here, you can't play around. You have to literally rip, like look at it, like really look at it. It was just so 
gross and weird, but like avocados have never been more amazing, right? So it's just some of those things that you're like, oh yeah, like they're bringing these in from like Oregon or something. This ain't, this ain't Ohio corn, right? We're not in no. Kansas anymore. So some of those <laughs> things, but, but Amanda, I will say like the, the good unexpected has been, um, you know, the heat isn't as dramatic as I thought it would be. I mean, they make a lot of jokes around here. Like there's two seasons in Arizona, like the magic of the desert and then pool season. And it's true. Like if you have air conditioning and you have a pool or access to a pool, you're fine. Um, it, it really, I grew up in, uh, you know, Midwestern, I'm from St. Louis. I lived in St. Louis for over 30 years. Right. And, and those summers rival the summers here, if not worse, it's just that humidity is no joke. So I, I guess I'm not as freaked out. I thought it was going to be way worse than it's been. And here we are in July, which is one of the worst months and like, we're okay. And then the other unexpected good thing was like, um, you know, I would say that the dogs, like the dogs are a little bit better here than I thought they were going to be. Like they're thriving, oh, good. They're thriving. They good. don't bark as much. They get more exercise. They're calmer. It's just a way more peaceful experience, especially with JMO. Like he, they're thriving out here. So that's cool. Those things oh, that makes cool. me happy. That makes me happy. Yeah. You know, dogs are good indicators of environment, right? That's what I've learned. I agree. They feel the dog. energy. They do. Yeah, they do for sure. They yes. pick up on it. Yeah. So. All of it. All of well, it. moving to Phoenix was a really big decision, and one of the questions that we that we received from the community was talking a little bit about how do things line up. So you know, when you move to a new place, or you take a new job, or you decide to go all in on your speaking business, and those are all defining moments. What would you say that your truest defining moment was where you knew you were going to go all in on your dreams and you just double down on yourself? I know exactly the month, exactly the year. I know what I was wearing. I know where I was. I know what I had for breakfast. I know the exact moment like that, that it, it happened. And it was April of 2016 at the Lowe's Hotel in Chicago when I told my director of sales at the time that I did not choose him. He literally told me that I needed to choose. He's like, it's getting too complicated. You know, I was starting to get, you know, sort of noticed for my work and, you know, getting asked to MC and host a lot of things and getting paid to speak on a lot of stages and was running out of vacation days in order to, to, to do that because I had a full-time job. And he's like, you know, you're going to need to choose, man. It's, you know, our year was ending June 30th. Our fiscal started July 1st. He's like, now's the time. And like, you got to let me know. And I just remember setting down my fork and looking at him straight in the eye. And I said, yeah, I do not choose you, bro. No. (laughs) And I remember my like heart racing, not like him, the human, but that the existence, that the story that was my life up until that point that I had felt so grateful for, that I had worked so hard for. I had a really successful career that I loved oh so much, um, but I knew I had hit a crossroads. So I remember in that moment, I mean, I wasn't married at the time. It's not like I had like some health insurance and like, you know, uh, you know, you know, all this stuff. Somebody was just going to take care of me. This was me literally. Scott was my boyfriend at the time though. And I remember being like, <laughs> he's like, how was breakfast with Jason? I was like, oh, it was great. Um, I just quit my job. <laughs> he's like, okay, like what the fuck, you know? So, um, so like, here's, here's what I think so important about that because it is one thing 
to identify the yes you want to make in 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 this life. We're 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 going to evolve and change every week, every day, every hour, every month, every every year, every decade, right? And we're going to have a lot of yeses along the way. A lot of things we need to say yes to. Um a, a lot of things we declare we're ready to say yes to. A lot of things maybe we're a little nervous to say yes to, but we know um we need to. So whether that's personally or professionally, <coughs> there is a space. This 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 space between the yes and what happens next that I think needs to be deeply considered and explored because yes isn't enough. And we talk a lot about this in our methodology, certainly in the, in the improv mindset methodology. So let me tack it back to that and literally walk you through how I used the, the methodology to make this happen for myself. So, um, you know, before that breakfast, keep in mind, I had started three years earlier (laughs) by working the improv mindset methodology. I said, yes, okay, I want to speak. This is it. I want to speak on stages. Like that, to this day, has always been my deepest desire. It is my favorite thing to do. It is the, the thing that brings me the most joy. I feel like it is what I was born to do. It is what I was put on this planet to do. So I sort of internally said, yes, okay, that's my first yes. Yes, yes, I yeah, I want to speak. I want to do it. So I then asked myself part two of the methodology. Okay. So how can I do that? Like, how can I speak on stage? And then that becomes this list of how can I, how may I do this instead of, you know, there's no way I could do it, or I'm not talented enough, or I don't have any connections, or I don't even have a speech or, um, no one will talk to me or I'm, I'm on the outside or, you know, I, I don't have enough money or whatever it is. It became, okay, well, how do I get the experience? How can I get enough money? How can I meet people that are doing it? Um, what associations can I join? What books do I need to read? What videos do I need to watch? What classes do I need to take? And it became, you know, very empowering. So I said yes. And I started asking myself, how can I? And that's when three years prior to me quitting, I started doing things like speaking for free and putting myself out there and getting coaches and joining associations and all the things, right? I started putting, you know, those how can I questions to work, right? So step one, say yes. Step two, start asking how can I? You'll get this beautiful list. Then you go, okay, I can't do it alone. What keys do I need to do? What what keys do I need rather to help me open some of these, these how can I doors, right? Like who's in my ensemble? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to meet? Um, Who could I hire? Like what keys are going to help me get it? Do I need a system? Do I need a goal-focused planner? Do I need um, to reorganize my office? What are the things I need to help me answer the how can I's? And then once you got your key ring of keys, right, you then open the first door. You open the first door. You take the first step. You put the first speech on stage. You make the first phone call. You start interviewing people. You take a class. Like, you open that first door, and then that door sort of leads you to all the doors you open, actually, lead you to your next yes, and so on, and so on, and so on it goes. So I've been working my own system. Truly, it's just an algorithm that helps me think like an improviser, right? I say yes. I ask, okay, well, how can I do it? Okay, cool. Now I understand how I can do it. What keys do I need to help me make it a a reality? Because improvisers, we don't work alone. We have an ensemble. And then, okay, 
cool. What's the first door I'm going to kick open? Like, can I use one of these keys to open a door? You know, and by the way, just because you have a key, it doesn't mean it's going to open that door. Sometimes we have to try the other keys. Sometimes we have to pick the lock. Sometimes we need to literally kick the door open with our foot. And sometimes we open a door and we go, oh, shit. I did not like what was on the other side of that door. And the coolest thing about this mindset and truly uh, the work it's led me to now, which is the transformational power of and. Yo, Amanda, like you can use and to get you into really cool shit, but can also get you out of shit you did not see coming and things you do not like. You can and your way in things and you can and your way out of things. So if you open a door and you didn't like it, which I've done a thousand times, cool. That leads me to my next yes. Okay. Well, yes, I don't like what's on the side of the other side of door A. uh, So how can I uh, get out of this and make some changes? And what keys do I need? And what is that next door that it leads me to? So it's this beautiful, infinite game of choice and possibility. And it inspires hope and it makes things exciting. And it just most importantly keeps you moving. So I did not mean to like literally do a masterclass right there, but that's how it began. I have been working and it's proof. Like truly, like this is a methodology. This is a mindset, the improv mindset. Like I've been literally using um, to manifest and create and uh, bring to life um, my deepest desires. And while I pulled the trigger in April of 2016, that work began way back uh, in 2013 when I said my first yes, asked how could I, gathered my keys, and opened that first door. So that's my long answer to your your beautiful question. And I really hope if you're listening right now, it gives you an algorithm and a framework to really run um, your (laughs) hopes, dreams, and desires through too, because it's definitely definitely, uh, bulletproof, if you ask me. Hey, it's Judy here. I'm going to stop this podcast for a second because here's the deal. If you are here listening to the podcast, my guess is you like listening to things, which means you also maybe like audiobooks. And yo, did you know I have one and I want to give you one for free? That's right. Fear is my homeboy is available on Audible. And if you want a free copy for yourself or to gift to someone else, all you got to do is take a photo or a screenshot of your review and email it to me at hello at judyholler.com. Every single week, I'm going to pick one and send you a free Fear Is My Homeboy audiobook. You can keep it. You can gift it. It's that easy. Okay. Maybe you even pause the show right now to do it. I don't know. Just saying. Okay. Back to the show. It's definitely bulletproof. And, you know, in many ways, I followed the same algorithm as I came to work with you. And it's interesting and I don't want to take anything away, but you know, sometimes other people politely open the door for you. And I think mm. that, you know, that, that conversation that you had that morning, maybe, maybe we knew, maybe we know that we want to open the door, but we are not ready until we're ready, but someone else might see that we're ready. And similar to me, like somebody open the door in a way, maybe two different ways, but it's like, Hey, right. Like it's either yes or no. And sometimes it's that ultimatum in a strange way that makes us say, okay, we're ready. Cause I think people have this idea that you wake up one day and you're like, Oh, yep. Today's the day. <laughs> uh, yes. And you know, when you're making really big decisions, 
it doesn't always come that easy. No, it doesn't. And I think that's a, a really great perspective you just illuminated because sometimes it is in the, I mean, I did not wake up that morning thinking I was going to quit my job. <laughs> uh, the spirit moved me and I did it. Um, but yeah, I also knew it, I was kind of being given an ultimatum. And that was when I said, okay, I trust myself enough to know because I've, ha- I've got three years of experience here. I didn't just fall off the turnip truck for three years people have been paying me. For three years I've been running content. For three years I've been proving to myself I have something to say. I have a unique way to say it. And that I have a talent that could be monetized and also help other people along the way. Like, are you kidding me? The American dream. So how could I not listen to that? So I had the proof. But yeah, I think, you know, it it always begins with yes. And sometimes it is not revealed in the way um, (laughs) we thought. But again, we can use and to get us out of that. Like me sitting there at that breakfast, it was like, yes, I'm thinking in my head, like, yes, he's saying, Jason is saying all this to me. And it was not what I expected. You know, so you just kind of can and yourself through, okay, um, how am I going to move through this? And what am I going to do next on the other side of this? And it just keeps you moving uh, in good times and bad. But, um, you know, it really roots it's so rooted in that self-trust. And the only way I got to that place of being able to say, yeah, I don't choose you is because I had had three years of work on the front end of that. Like I didn't just blame blindly not have proof. Like not everybody should quit the, not everybody. There's a, not everybody should be speaking. I watch a lot of speakers. Not everybody should have a podcast. Not everybody should be writing books, right? Like you have to find your thing. Right. And, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I had, I had, there was proof that there was uh, something there and uh, that gave me the confidence. Remember, 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 people think you need confidence to go do hard things. It is not that way. It is the opening of new doors and doing hard things that gives you confidence. So I had three years of hard things, three years of fear experiments, three years of trying things and testing things and putting my shit out there that gave me the confidence to say, you know what? I fucking do this. And thank you for giving me an ultimatum. But, um, I choose me. Okay. And that is a really powerful place to get. So the way you can get there yourself. And if you are not there, it means you're not doing enough outside of your comfort zone. You are not testing enough. You are not scaring yourself enough. You are way too comfy and cozy, which makes you insecure. Security comes in the testing, in the the proving yourself that you can do hard things and live to talk about it. So babe, my answer to you is, and you may not like this, like it is you got to go do the hard stuff. You got to put yourself out there. You have to get uncomfortable and you, you have to do new things in order to build confidence. That's how you get confidence. Yeah. That is how you build confidence, which is the perfect lead in. And I love that we're like, we get on this episode, by the way, Amanda, and we're like, oh, we're going to make this real quick. This is going to be like 20 minutes. Oh, it's going to be a snack. And then I just start, like, I'm sweating. Like, I just start. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up, though. So we're going to talk about this. This was a perfect lead in. So, you know, one of the things that I think people do not realize, and I think is truly a misconception and and maybe a misconception about you is that um, it takes a level of discipline to create, to write, um, especially when you're uninspired. And I think that because you're so high energy and (laughs) there is like probably this idea, and maybe even I have it sometimes, right? That it's easier for you. And that is just such a horrible assumption to make about something, but it's like, okay, so, 
you know, working out and writing and posting on social and the continuous list, right? I feel like the biggest misconception about you is that yes, you are high energy and yes, you are an idea generator and yes, you are an Enneagram seven and yes, you are one of, if not the hardest working people I know, but you are also insanely disciplined. Like we talk about habits, but habits without discipline, quite frankly, don't exist. And I recently heard a quote that said, discipline equals freedom. And that's why I believe for you, discipline is one of your secret weapons that you don't talk a lot about. And, you know, I would love to know, and I think other people would like to know, have you always been like that? And and can you share with us a little bit of how you have built self-trust and self-discipline um, in your life and in the way that you live your life and how greatly that's impacted where you are now? Oh, it's such a good, beautiful, big question. So it is a big um, ha- have I always been like this? Um, I've always been very organized and very... I neat. I like things organized. I like things neat. I like order. Maybe because I grew up, my house was chaos, right? So what could I control? My little slice of the world, right? My little desk at school, my bedroom, right? The way my little um, desk, like all the things that were just mine, I could sort of control that. And it gave me like this really beautiful sense of like effortless peace. So I would say that I've always had some of the things that I'm going to share with you in me um, that has helped me stay disciplined, um, like organization. I've always had those things, you know, rooted in my my core as a human being, um, and I've primed them over time. Um, but I, I don't think I've always been this way. I mean, my 20s, I was a hot mess, just like anybody else trying to figure it out. But I, I was always um, pretty organized. Um, so... I really think, you know, when, for me, discipline is, um, by the way, I am having, have we done this on the podcast before or is, is this deja vu in deja vu in deja vu? I am having the most insane deja vu right now. I don't think we've ever done it. I don't think I've ever talked about Have we ever talked about, about deja Oh my God. The I don't weirdest, think so. uh, just the weirdest. I'm having the weirdest deja vu, which I don't know what. I feel like we talked about. I feel like I talked about deja vu on um, an Instagram stories series I did a while ago. It's just so fascinating if you've ever had deja vu, but I'm it having is. it right now. So that means there's something that's happening here. So um, that is meant to be heard. So for me, discipline. When you think about how <laughs> uh, we build, how I build self trust and discipline, um, it has come through so much iteration and running so many reps and truly um, thinking and living like an improviser. I was iterating and I think you, all of us have been iterating and performing like improvisers without us even realizing we're doing it. And here, let me tap into that. So like, I can't, and here's what I mean by iteration. I can't tell you how many times I changed, and Amanda knows, she works with me. I, I can't tell you how many times I have had to or have decided to change my mind or I've tried something new and it doesn't work. Um, I have countless failures and missteps and moments that do not work out yet because I'm an improviser at my core because that is the mindset that illuminates every truth 
in my path. Um, I know that that's all part of the game. I know that the secret weapon is to sort of make an edit and keep moving. That's why yes is never enough. And that's why life is improv because we have to iterate and try and remix things and move. So um, I iterate and I do not feel bad about it. But let's be clear. I also don't fuck around. I am organized. I create or go get a sanctuary to create my work in, especially if it's my most important work. I time block. I use a goal-focused planner. I schedule my weeks every Sunday. I get good sleep. I work out six times a week. I prioritize my mental health. I say no. I set boundaries. I take vacations and solo trips and have fun and go off the grid, right? Uh, and, and that all requires a, a structure and a discipline that is not easy, um, but I don't know, I don't know anything good like that has come out of like coasting, right? Like, like I don't want a basic life. I don't, I don't want to struggle. I don't want to live like my parents did. I don't want um, the pain. And so I go through <laughs> the pain of all those things, air quotes, pain of all those things that I just shared with you, um, knowing that the real ticket I'm buying on the other side of that is my freedom, you know, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, all of that good stuff. So the work doesn't feel like work because I know it is giving me the real gift that I'm seeking, which is, is, is ultimately freedom. And there's nothing more motivating than that to be able to do work. You love the way you want with people that rock right on your own fucking terms. So, um, yeah, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I also know, um, that, um, it's okay to let it go too and to and to be flexible and to try new things and to iterate. I mean, if you look at the evolution of my brand, I mean, shit, Amanda. I mean, everything began for me with, um, you know, a slogan. I, I was really um, initially doing work on personal branding. And then, you know, I mean, my talks are about like, how oh, to be brave, stand out. And, and you put yourself out there and brand yourself using improv. And all that's great and relevant. But it, but if I hadn't started there, I wouldn't come to have found out like, well, actually, because I was taking improv classes simultaneously, that actually the reason people don't do all the shit they want to do is because they're they're actually afraid. So maybe we can use some of these ideas at the improv theater because it's helping me be braver. So maybe cool. Maybe these, let's talk about fear because I have figured out how to love it, right? Like I have fallen in love with it. It's become like a dear friend for me. Cool. Then that led to like, oh my gosh, the improv mindset and like really tapping into that, which led to, um, you know, a, 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 a signature keynote in a book all about fear and befriending it, which led to um, a, a different relationship with courage, which led to a global pandemic. And thank God I had a different relationship with my fear because it allowed us to get through that like an improviser. So I feel like all that training, you know, sort of helped me weather that, that pandemic. And then my goodness, that led to a mountain and, uh, in Palm Springs and that mountain in Palm Springs, all of these ands, all of these ands, all of these ands have led to the next one, right? The next one. And that led to the house of Anne, to this idea that actually it's not uh, really, it wasn't branding. It isn't fear. It's, it's a little bit of all of that, but it's, it's actually about movement. It's, it's a story of movement. And, um, 
So that's how I do it. That's how I do it. I just keep moving. I don't know what else to do besides move. And if if I fuck it up, if I make a mistake, if I fail, if I do something and I'm like, oh, so basic, I change my mind and I do something different. And, and like, I just don't stay in it. I People stay in it. They're embarrassed. I am not afraid to look stupid. I'm not afraid to be embarrassed. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to look stupid. And that is has been a golden ticket. So it's the discipline it's discipline. I do a lot of stuff, but it's mostly the dis- the deep, deep discipline I have to the playfulness that is the improv mindset, right? Like it is the, I am so deeply convicted and faithful to the fact, the fact that it's the failure and looking stupid and getting it wrong is just a part of the game. And actually, those are our most important case studies. And I think um, that is how I do it. I am disciplined to the craft, the art uh, form of improvisation, which jazz musicians and artists and people from back in the olden days have been using forever, right? Jazz is improv. Art is improv. Life is improv. So I'm disciplined to that art form. um, And because I remain disciplined to it. I just have a different way of thinking. I I don't see obstacles. I don't see barriers. I see invitations. Yeah. There really is a mindset. It really does all boil down to a mindset. And one thing I know about you is at the end of every episode, when you have a guest, you ask a question and you kind of feel like a guest on your own show today. So we are going to end this interview with one last question. And I and the listeners would love to know, Judy, what does yes and mean to you? She's turned the tables on me. Mm. Um, Yes and. It's an invitation. It's hope. It's excitement. It's anticipation. It's support. It's endless possibility. And really, truly, it's freedom. I think it's your freedom. I think the second you are brave enough to and your yeses, you set yourself free. Because remember, and can get you into really magical things and open incredible doors, help you open incredible doors. But and can also get you out of things. So if you don't like where you are, and it. If you want to be somewhere different, and it, right? If you're in a rut, and it, right? If you need to make a change, and it. It's this beautiful, infinite game. But most importantly for me, it, it, it is not a, a – I don't see barriers. I see invitations when I think of the possibility that is the umbrella of yes and. Um, and I think that's what we all need more of right now, hope and excitement and, oh my God, you know, what's on the other side of this? I don't know. And I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is that despite it all, I'm going to keep moving. That's what yes and means for me. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, this was fun. Thanks for letting me play a MC here. (laughs) Turn the tables. Oh, thank you for having me. I like, I'm like, thank you for having me, Amanda, on my own show. Thank you for having me on my own show. (laughs) 
it has been amazing to be here with you and I uh, love evolving with you. And uh, thank you for your patience as we continue to evolve the business and the brand. And y'all, if you had fun listening to this episode, don't forget to leave a review, snapshot it, email it to us. Hello at judyholler.com. Yo, I'm sending free audiobooks every week. Like I am dead serious. Gift it, give it, keep it, read it. Um, we'd love to, 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 to hear from you, um, in any capacity. So whether it be a review, a DM on Instagram, uh, an email or thoughts or love to hello at judyholler.com, um, make it happen. We'd love to know your biggest takeaway. And most importantly, um, I just thank you. I thank you for being here. You have a choice when you listen to podcasts. So I am so grateful that we are in your feed and you are downloading our episodes and making this an important part of your week. So, um, until we meet again next week, you better keep saying yes and keep kicking open those doors, baby. We'll see you in a week. Ciao.